Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM, Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. And our top story today, helping veterans find career success. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Eric Ryan is with the University of Phoenix. Eric, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Eric, why is it so difficult or, or are there challenges for veterans looking to enter civilian life? I think it's different for every single veteran exiting the military, but there are about 42% uh, veterans who report that they're finding uh, or having concerns about finding suitable employment when they leave the military. And the optimism overall, I think we're seeing a shift uh, and, and a negative shift. You know, the net positive feelings in a, a similar survey we took in 2021 uh, were 83%, and that's down to 75% in a similar survey we took this year uh, as, they, uh, as they report their feelings about finding uh, suitable employment outside of the military. So it's, there are a lot of challenges facing veterans as they get out. And- you know, I'm curious as to why do you think there, there's this kind of lack of optimism or decline in optimism? Because from my perspective, a veteran serving in any branch of the military, I know you served in the Marines, you pick up so many skills that I think would be applicable to civilian life. Absolutely. I think uh, veterans make great employees. And I don't think that that's necessarily in dispute with veterans or even in the, uh, you know, in the workforce. Uh, you know, there, there's a unique set of experiences that really shape how veterans respond to challenges. And that's really, really valuable in the civilian workforce. You've got teamwork and problem solving and leadership and, you know, all these skills that you pick up that your average, you know, 25-year-old isn't going to have. Uh, but the challenges are, are very real. And uh, I think it's not so much about how skilled a veteran is. It's, uh, it's more about connecting the dots between employers and veterans. So how do we open the eyes of employers? I would imagine there are many employers um, in their communities that are aware of veterans coming back from long-term military service, but for the others, what, how do they become more aware and, and get involved and, and learn the skill sets that these individuals have? It's a great question. And I think it's probably a combination of things. There are, are really big barriers that are associated with navigating the system. Uh, something like 40 percent or so of veterans report that navigating the system is really, really a, a, a challenge. And I know in my experience, and you know, it's it's been a lifetime ago since I got out of the military, but uh, you know, when I left the Marine Corps, um, I, I felt really positive about exiting. I I thought I have these amazing skills. I was a helicopter crew chief, and you know, I, I could do a lot of great things. So I figured, you know, I'd get out, I'd, you know, I'd go to college, see what they know, I'd make be a millionaire in a week or two, and that'd be it. But it doesn't work out that way uh, because navigating the system is challenging. It's really, really prescriptive in the military. You know when your next promotion is coming and when it's due. You know when it's appropriate to change careers. Uh, you, you know the language, you know, there's a shorthand in the military. All of that is kind of stripped away when you leave the military 
And the veteran has to learn really a whole new language when they come out and a whole new way of, of seeking and moving through the employment system. And uh, employers, you know, if, if they really want to help bridge that gap, I think learning some of that and trying to lean on some of the veterans within their uh, current uh, employment to bridge that, uh, to bridge the, the language barrier between a veteran and an employer you know, to understand, you know, what is an MOS and what are uh, some of these specific, uh, you know, skills and, and types of language that a veteran might use to describe how they can help your firm. Yeah. Eric, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about more about helping veterans find career success. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Eric, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. Um, so you talk about navigating the system. Um, are there things employers... Well, first, let me back up and ask, does a veteran co coming out of um, service... Do they need to go back to school? Uh, do they need to go reskill, or can they just jump right back, jump into civilian life, and find a position? So that, that's a great question, and a lot of uh, a lot of veterans feel that uh, they're going to need uh, new skills for a successful transition. Eighty-six percent say that they believe that they're going to need new skills for transition, and eighty-three percent say that uh, some sort of education or, or higher education or more school is going to be a big part of that. And so I'd say absolutely, I think, uh, and that goes beyond veterans, more education can always help. Uh, but it isn't the, it isn't the only uh, barrier that they're facing. Going back to school can help uh, help them improve their communication skills and improve their ability to function in a in a civilian workforce. Absolutely, uh, hands down. But bridging the gap between uh, employers and veterans is uh, is also a big challenge. Yeah, let's talk about bridging the gap a little bit because 
you mentioned the, the employer having to learn the uh, the jargon, if you will, the language, but there's also learning the language of the business world. And as you said, it's a completely different world, um, different hierarchical structure in a lot of cases. Absolutely. It's completely different coming out of the Marines uh, the uh, or, or any branch of the military. The language is so prescriptive and so defined, and that's for very good reasons. We can communicate extremely effectively in really high-pressure situations, but that skill really translates, and it's really just about uh, uh, translating the language in that hiring process. You know, I wouldn't suggest that a uh, civilian firm take on all of this military jargon, but in the hiring process, being able to sift through that. Uh, you know, as a hiring manager myself, I receive resumes all the time that are just laden with military jargon and uh, things that, uh, you know, uh, acronyms and specific terminology. Uh, and, you know, I know what I did in the Marine Corps, but if I get somebody from the Air Force who had a very different role, I may not necessarily understand all that. So, I, you know, as a veteran who had to go through this, I try to put that extra little bit of effort in to parse through that and see, do I have some resources around me who can help me understand what that means and what they're trying to communicate to me in terms of the skills and how that fits into my firm. Now, once in a job, in a civilian role, it's it's on the veteran to take on and learn the language and uh, you know learn how that civilian firm works. And I think that that's, a, that's where it's really a partnership between the, the two sides to come together. Yeah, and you and you, you you talked about this. I think one thing when I think about military veterans, and I, th I think about or vet military, I think about adaptation, and I think about their ability to adapt, adapt, and they have to because in combat or relief efforts or whatever the the task, you're constantly adjusting. The same thing for an employer, no knowing that you can't be so rigid in your hiring. Um, so it really is a combination of, of things, but adaptation to me seems like probably the most important skill here for both the employer and the, uh, the, the, uh, the veteran. Absolutely. And we do it every day as hiring managers, right? Uh, we, we try to find, uh, you know, external hires who are coming oftentimes from other industries and we're trying to translate that skill but uh, the, the barrier or in the gap between the, the terminology is not so great. Yeah, with the military, it can be a little bit, a little bit of a, a deeper chasm because in the military, we work a lot harder at establishing very specific language and very specific terminology. And you know, so bridging that gap back and bringing somebody back from uh, you know, four, five, 10, 20 years in the military can be a little bit more of a challenge. But if employers were to extend that hand and, and be a little bit more adaptable to that, that would go a long way. Yeah. On the veteran side, I would say that, that there's a big opportunity there as well to build stronger networks to, so that they can adjust their resumes and adjust their own language as they come in. And that's steps they can take towards the, uh, the civilian workforce. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to say with 200,000 new veterans every year, there's an untapped resource here, a potentially untapped resource. And if I'm an employer, I'm looking at that resource and saying, how can I make it work? And I think adaptation between both sides, really important. Eric, we're going to have to leave it there. Great to see you. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. I look forward to it. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, only one place. Check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? 
then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRNAM. We'll have a very special guest. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. And don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.